0: Well here we are into our second outdoor summer and it seems there hasn't been much done to facilitate congregating outdoors. Uh, when it comes to public realms and civic spaces what have we learned over the last while and are we doing anything right? What can we learn from what's gone wrong? Joining me on the line is Dr Connor Norton, President of the Irish Planning Institute and Head of the School of Transport Engineering, Environment and Planning at TU Dublin. We're also joined by Architect Paul Kyo of Paul Kyo Architects but Connor, if I could start with you. First off How does Ireland fare in the category of public spaces, you know, compared to our European neighbours?
1: Well, good morning, Aideen, and and thanks very much for having me uh, this morning. Um, Well, I mean, first of all, I suppose uh, a lot has been done by local authorities over the last six to ten months. And I suppose we have to be uh, grateful for that. But I suppose if you were to uh, compare uh, Ireland um, against uh, similar countries, smaller countries perhaps, and maybe Dublin and capital cities such as, as that across, say, the Nordic countries or even larger uh, cities such as Barcelona, etc. You'd have to say uh, that we're well behind the curve, in fact, and um, we're perhaps 10, maybe 20 years behind in terms of our overall provision in terms of a network of civic and open spaces uh, in in the city centre and across, I think it's fair to say, across Uh, larger towns and and cities in Ireland but I mean a a lot has been done but we're working from a a, quite a low base in terms of of civic space
0: Paul Kyo is there a lack of ambition do you think here maybe maybe unfairly I'm saying it but is it in local authorities you know is it a lack of ambition to help us live in the street like other European countries do
2: no I I wouldn't say that uh, at all I think the ambition is there but I think the pandemic has has uh, Put everyone to the task we're the architects for the college green plaza and i mean that has been delayed i suppose by the um, issue of getting uh, integrating the design of, of college green with the rerouting of buses away from the city center and then 90 percent of people who were surveyed last year said that they were in favor of the pedestrianization of Dame Street and and College Green I was in Ennis last week and a very ambitious program there of improving the quality of streetscapes, closing streets to traffic, making little small little pocket piazzas Uh, Limerick has a very ambitious kind of laneways project which will uh, create more pedestrian spaces, more outdoor spaces so it is it is happening you know but I think the pandemic and the uh, desire to create kind of Pop up kind of outdoor seating spaces in places everywhere from rat mines to Parliament Street to south william streets I mean that has been the focus for the last number of years but I think as um the New York transportation commissioner uh, Janet Sadi Khan says it's there's an urban revolution going on you know p- that people want to make urban spaces in the city more pedestrian friendly uh, less traffic and and more attractive places and and the Huge benefits to that, you know, in terms of environment, in terms of public health, in terms of economy and safety. So there is something quite radical happening, and it's happening across the world, as Connor has said.
0: Connor, that revolution, I mean, it does seem that it's gathering a pace. People want to reclaim their streets, close it off to traffic. But, you know, businesses have a right to protect or, you know, have a right to advocate to protect themselves. It does seem to kind of be a bit of a, the citizen versus the business owner, uh, you know, in terms of why we can't get these things across the line. Are we too capitalist? Is it just we have to, you know, monetize
1: it all? No, uh, I mean, I think that... You know, I I think what's going to change uh, mindsets, I mean, there's always been a concern, I think, by businesses that maybe restricting access to the private car uh, would in some way damage uh, business, uh, footfall, etc. But I think a lot of the studies that that we're seeing coming up uh, more recently and certainly for many years now is that, um, we are seeing that you know businesses are more should be more dependent on um, you know access to footfall from public transport, etc. I think that uh, once we get our networks organised and we roll out more urban spaces and uh, more pedestrianised streets, I think it will become apparent to businesses that there's an overall and longer term benefit to businesses to having good um, pedestrianised. Uh, networks of public space in in city and town centres. There certainly has been concern in the past, um, but I really do think that um, you know we have to look forward, uh, and we have to look at what the the longer term you know viability and vitality for town centres is, and that is really a lot of that in terms of the future of town centres is actually in making sure that we make room for uh, street life. And all of the sort of the range of benefits that street life brings to uh, town and city centres.
0: Paul Keogh, your firm has done a huge amount, as you mentioned, uh, responsible for the College Green Plaza design. You've designed civic space in Navan, and, you know, the Limerick Georgian Houses Regeneration was another project of yours. If you could wave a wand tomorrow, what would you create and where? What
2: would I create and where? Are that's a good a good question, and um, I would like to see par- uh, Parliament Street fully pedestrianised. Um, I, I think that is the access from Capel Street to the City Hall, that was part of the, our Temple Bar plan, which of course Frank MacDonald has written about in today's Irish Times. That was thirty years ago, and it's now being kind of partially implemented. You know, I think there's there's great great potential there. Obviously, I'd love to see uh, College Green move faster and and come around to the survey that was done uh, suggested that 90 percent of people as i said wanted to see uh, it fully pedestrianized from georgia street as far as trinity college that would be a great project i think for the city uh, i think parnell square has huge potential and there's a pro- project there which is being implemented for the library and the improvement to the public realm around the square i think in terms of what um, um was said a moment ago is you know when when copenhagen which obviously i think leads the charge in this started in the 1960s to cut off streets to traffic and pedestrianize uh, public the public ground the, the the claim by the opposition was that we're danes we're not italians you know that they thought that they would people in, in Copenhagen was would never ever sit out and use the public realm in the way that the European uh, southern European countries do. But now progressively they have uh, pedestrianised more and more of the city and taken more and more traffic out. And that's happening today. New York leads, as I said, Sadiq Khan is a leader of that. You know, Times Square has been pedestrianised. Now you have Barcelona, you have Paris Uh, it's happening all over that there's less you know people are less uh, inclined to want to drive their cars in the city and people are more inclined to use the city as a kind of Place, place for people, you know.
0: Well, hopefully, the the pandemic has created that uh, momentum now for us all to be, you know, living out in the streets. Even the outdoor dining now gives us that real European flavour. It's a, it's a really nice feeling. Thanks very much for joining us on the News Talk Breakfast this morning, Dr. Connor Norton, President of the Irish Planning Institute and Head of the School of Transport Engineering, Environment and Planning at TU Dublin, and Paul Keough of Paul Keough Architects.